Hello, welcome back to Magic Woods. This story is called Stick People. While Mama appeared to Kitty and her friends while they were having a picnic one day, Kitty said, oh, hello, Mama. Hey, guess what? You were right. The pumpkin is still alive. Doggy said, yeah, and he keeps coming back alive. Mama just kept humming in the sky. Kitty said, uh, yeah, Meow Me, how do we defeat the pumpkin once and for all? Mm, maybe if you found the lost crowns and gave them to me, I could find a way to defeat the pumpkin for good. Mm. Kitty went, oh, right, the lost crowns. I keep forgetting we're supposed to be on a quest to find them. Mm, you must find them before the pumpkin does. Bunny and Murr looked at each other. They had discussed Mama a few times, trying to figure out if she was evil or not. And then Bunny said, uh, Mama, what is the deal with the pumpkin? Like, who is he? And how does he keep coming back alive? And why does he want the crowns? Mur said, and why do you want the crowns? Mmm, the crowns could be anywhere. You must start searching soon. Kitty bowed to Mama's light, and she said, Oh, Mamma the wise and wonderful, we shall resume our quest. Bunny rolled her eyes. Mamma floated away. Mm, farewell, animals, and good luck. Mur went, typical. Well, the next Saturday, Kitty convinced her friends to board an elephant bus that was headed to the western part of the edge of the world, site of an ancient Mimi kingdom called Chalet. Kitty said, Meow me, we can search for the lost crowns there. And maybe, hopefully, we'll even get to battle some monsters or bad guys. Mur said, oh boy, what fun. Well, they boarded the bus and began the journey. Kitty threw a snail out the window to pay for the ride. Eventually, the bus stopped in a sunny grassland near a wide river. The driver said, here you go, see you in a week. Bunny said, what, a week? But I have an important class on Monday. The elephant ignored her. And with a loud, the bus disappeared. Bunny glowered at Kitty, and Kitty went, Ah, sorry, Meow Me. Well, uh, here we are, everyone. An unexpected vacation. How fun. Let's um, start looking for the lost crowns. Murr said we should set up a base camp first. Bunny said, Yeah, since we're stuck here for a whole week doing Mama's dirty work. Kitty glanced nervously at the sky, and she went, Hey, hey, Meow Me, be careful what you say. They decided to camp near a wide, wild river, the same river that spilled over the edge of the world in a gigantic waterfall. But they stayed a few miles upstream, far away from the loud and dangerous waterfall. There were some willow tree sticks stuck in the beach by the river. They all leaned slightly to the west as if waiting for something. Bunny said, weird. It looks like somebody put these here on purpose, but why? Kitty said, who cares? We can use them for firewood and shelter. Bunny and Murr grabbed some sticks to start building a shelter. Kitty chopped some in half to make firewood. But Doggy took a stick and played fetch with himself by the river. And Kitty said, hey, this is no time to be playing games. Doggy said, what do you mean? It's a beautiful autumn day, the perfect time to play games, Ruffy. Kitty said, well, yeah, but we're in an untamed wilderness and we need shelter and fire and food. Go catch me a fish or something. Doggy said, okay, okay. 
So Doggy made a simple fishing pole. He used a willow stick for the pole, a loose thread from Bunny's dress for the line, and a curved thorn for the hook. And then he flipped over a stone to look for bait. He saw dozens of critters, centipedes, pill bugs, mealworms, night crawlers. And then he went, Hey, kitty, wouldn't it be easier if we just ate the bait ourselves instead of using them to catch fish? Kitty said, Ew, meow me, no. Okay, just asking. Well, by nightfall, the animals had constructed a lean-to, a primitive shelter, and they built a blazing campfire. Kitty cooked a freshly caught wild fish over the flames. Doggy ate some bugs and the stale end of an old hoagie that he found in his pocket. Bunny and Murr shared a small salad of leaves and berries. The salad was small because they hadn't been sure which wild plants were edible or not. Murr said we might not survive the week. Doggy timidly approached Kitty and said, uh, You all done with your dinner? Yes. You all done scarfing down those trout innards? Yes, yes, Meowmy. What do you want? Well, I, I was just wondering if you knew where uh, where the bathroom was, because I gotta go bad. I'm talking bowel pressure. Kitty said, What? Doggy, we're in an unknown wilderness. There are no bathrooms here. Oh, just find a spot in the bushes. You'll figure it out. You're a dog. Okay. So Doggy walked out of the circle of firelight and into the dark woods. He did his business without trouble, but on the way back to camp, he heard a noise in the darkness. <gasps> Who's there? He cried, picking up a stick to protect himself. But the stick turned and twisted in his hands, I mean his paws, like something alive. And he went, ah! And he let the stick go, and it ran away into the trees. And then he rushed back to camp, and he said, Ruffy, there's something weird going on around here. What? I heard a noise and I grabbed a stick and then the stick jumped out of my paws and ran into the woods. Kitty said, come on, stop trying to scare us. No, really? Yeah, right. Kitty shook her head and then she grabbed a stick off the ground to stir the fire. But the stick went, Yow! and it twisted out of Kitty's grip and ran into the forest, smoke rising from its head. Doggy said, see, Kitty, I told you, I told you. All right, Doggy, all right, wow. Suddenly, Bunny's eyes went wide, and she pointed into the darkness. She went, oh, look. The others looked up and saw that their camp was surrounded by dozens of armed and angry stick people. Doggy went, yikes, and he tried to hide behind Kitty. The stick people were the color and texture of willow tree branches, medium gray with splotches of pale green. Many carried spears topped with sharpened river rock. The tallest stick person wore a crown of flowering vines and a regal robe spun from pussy willow fluff. He stared angrily at the animals and said, So you think you can come to our land, attack our people, and dishonor the bodies of the not yet? Bunny shook her head and bowed. She said, uh, Of course not, your majesty. We didn't even know sticks could be alive. Mer said, What do you mean, the not yet? The not yet are just regular sticks, said the king. But we believe that someday they could come to life. But now it is too late for those you have destroyed. Bunny said, We didn't mean any harm, Your Majesty. We thought they were just sticks. And the king said, Didn't mean any harm? He shook with anger and said, Warriors, let's do to them exactly what they did to the not yet. And we won't mean any harm either. Uh-oh, said Doggy. The stick people rushed forward and seized the animals. There was no hope of fighting back. They were hopelessly outnumbered. Kitty tried to fight, of course, but she was easily subdued. 
and the king pointed at Bunny and Mur and said, Turn them into a primitive shelter. See how they like it. So his warriors leaned Bunny and Mur against a stone and draped a blanket over their heads. And then a fierce-looking warrior stepped forward. She wore a tunic made from animal fur. Strange tools and sharp weapons hung from her belt. She pointed at Doggy. She said, And for you, we have Moss Chops, the walker in the woods. Doggy said, Oh, I don't like the sound of that, Ruffy. The warrior blew a single shrill note on her acorn whistle. And then they heard trees crashing as a stick monster came barreling out of the forest. It looked like a fallen tree that had come to life. Its mouth was full of sharp, splintered teeth. And the stick people threw Doggy and said, Fetch, Moss Chops! The giant stick monster caught Doggy in its jaws. And Doggy went, Oh, help, Ruffy! And then the king fixed his eye on Kitty and said, And you, you have caused the most damage of all. Kitty said, Me? Warriors, lay the cat across two rocks and chop her in half. What? No, Meow Me. And then we'll throw her pieces on the fire and see how she likes it. Kitty looked up at the sky and she said, Mama, save us, please. The stick people froze at the mention of Mama's name. The king said, What did you say? And there was a note of fear in his voice. Kitty said, I asked Mama to help us. The warrior with the acorn whistle stared at Kitty, her eyes wide. You, you, you serve Mamma the most beautiful? Kitty said, oh, well, we don't serve her exactly, but we've met her, and we are on a quest for her. The warrior said, Moss Chops, drop the dog immediately. And then the king said, let all the animals go. So Moss Chops spat Doggy out of its mouth. And the stick people stepped away from Kitty and her friends. And the king actually kneeled before Kitty and said, Please, please, we didn't mean any harm. It was a misunderstanding. Behind him, his people eyed the sky uneasily. Bunny said, What's wrong? Are you afraid of Mama? The stick people gasped in fear again when they heard Mama's name. Kitty said, Yeah, but Mama's good. The king said, Of course she is, of course, yes, she's very, very good, yes. And, and we will gather trinkets and jewels for her as soon as it is light, we promise. Bunny said, is that what Mamma demands from you? Trinkets and jewels? The king nodded once, quickly. He said, uh, yes, and compliments. Kitty said, uh, that doesn't sound like the Mamma we know. The king said, well, does your Mamma, uh, float in the sky and hum and talk about how beautiful she is? Kitty said, uh, mm, sort of. Bunny said, uh, that sounds exactly like the Mamma we know. And what precisely does Mamma make you do? The king said, Well, it's been a long time since our people have seen her, but legend says that she used to demand precious stones and jewels as tributes to her great beauty. And the warrior with the whistle said, And she would strike our people down with lightning if they refused. Bunny went, That is unbelievable. Kitty said, Must be a misunderstanding, Naomi. Bunny held out her paw to the king, and she said, Don't worry, your majesty. We meant no harm, and we will tell Mamma nothing about our journey to this land. The king sighed deeply. Thank you. I'm Bunny Rainflower of yesterday's macaroni, and I am King Hakali. The king nodded at the warrior with the acorn whistle, 
and this is my daughter, Princess Yana. Yana bowed to Bunny and said, and we are the Willa, or Willow Tree Stick People. Bunny said, nice to meet you. And then she smiled at the frightened stick people and said, let's start over, shall we? Well, the animals became good friends with the Willow Tree Stick People over the next week. Yana, the princess, said, don't worry about the not yet. They're just regular old sticks. You didn't hurt anyone. And most of us don't really believe they would ever come to life. It's never happened. It's just a weird old tradition we have. We put sticks on the beach once a month and make them face the west. Bunny said, oh, okay, good to know. But still, we're sorry. Well, the stick people taught the animals how to survive in the wilderness, how to mend clothing and find shelter and build boats, and how to find food. They taught them what plants were good for eating and what kinds made good medicines. Kitty and Princess Yana taught each other some hunting and fighting skills. And the animals entertained the stick people with stories and songs. They even kind of liked Doggy's new song, Oh no, no, where did the moon go? At last it was time to return home. Bunny said, thank you for a fun week. And Princess Yana said, of course, you can visit us anytime. But King Hakali suddenly looked grave. He said, I must give you a word of warning before you go, my new animal friends. If you meet other kinds of stick people elsewhere in Magic Woods, they may not be as friendly as us. In fact, they may try to kill you at first sight. Bunny said, why? Because we are the guardians of the forest, and a prophecy says that one day a talking animal will destroy this world. Bunny said, oh, and she cast the briefest of glances in Kitty's direction. Uh, I see. Yana said, obviously it's not one of you, but other stick people might not know that. They might just kill any animal that talks that they see. Bunny said, okay. And the king said, the only reason we're different is because we follow the teachings of Era the Kind-Hearted, a Mimi girl from long ago. Bunny said, okay. Thank you for the warning. And then the animals piled onto the elephant bus and blasted off into the weird lands. Pew! Kitty threw a centipede out the window to pay for the ride. But the centipede said, what did I ever do to you? As it was swallowed by the weird lands. Kitty said, whoops. She didn't know it had been a talking centipede. She said, Meow Me, you have to be careful in magic woods. You never know when a stick or a bug might be able to talk. Well, that's the end of the story, The Stick People. The next story is called Kitty's Evil Double. Goodbye.